I'm guessing that you already know that the only way that we can be impacted by the Holy Spirit is to actually receive the Spirit. We could know all about the Spirit, but it would make little difference unless we actually opened our hearts. That's the opportunity for us today, the special opportunity, as I was mentioning earlier. It's a chance for us today to just to bring down the barriers, to, to allow uh, God to fill us anew with his divine life. Today's an opportunity for us just to be overwhelmed by the presence of God, the power of his spirit. That being said, I do want to talk a little bit about the Holy Spirit to hopefully help us to, to grow in our hunger for the Spirit, to realise how much we need the Spirit, and, and, and maybe also to, to help us be a little bit more courageous in bringing down those, those barriers and, and inviting God in to our life in a new and in a fresh way today. So I want to I talk about how the Holy Spirit uh, impacts us communally. You know, when, when the Spirit comes into our life, it changes the way that we see one another and the way that we live together. But at the same time, the Holy Spirit also impacts us in profoundly personal ways. And in fact, the, 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 the communal impact always flows from the personal impact. So I'm going to start there today. I want to uh, start by sharing a little bit of my own experience of the Holy Spirit and, and how the Spirit has impacted my life. There are many... Uh, moments I can think of where I became conscious of the Spirit at work in me and through me. Uh, but I want to share today the, the moment that is perhaps most memorable. This was uh, one of those moments that quite clearly changed the trajectory of my life. I was in my mid-twenties at the time. I was a, a real go-getter, as I'm sure you can all imagine. Uh, I um, uh, at the time I was working, I was managing uh, hotels uh, and, um, and I had a little business on the side. I was, you know, sort of very entrepreneurial. I had, a, you know, quite a robust social life. In many ways, my, my life, you know, seemed like I was really thriving. But, but deep down, I was very unsure of myself. You know, I carried this idea that, that I, I wasn't good enough. I, um, I felt like I didn't deserve good things. That was the, the battle within me. And um, I was also conscious of all the mistakes I'd made in life, right? Trying to follow God, trying to be a representative of Jesus, but, but conscious of my mistakes. And so I, I seemed to, to carry this burden of guilt. It was like just this mild guilt that just sort of hovered over my life. So even though I was achieving lots in my life at the time, deep down, I felt stuck. I don't know if you've had this experience, but within myself, I could see this potential. I knew it was there. I, this, this sense of who God was calling me to be. And I knew that was good and that was right. But at the same time, I couldn't, I couldn't access it. I couldn't kind of, I couldn't step into it. And so, you know, one of the things I did was read lots of self-development books, self-personal help, you know. Uh, and they were sort of helpful in a way, but, that, you know, I felt like I was a bird with my wings clipped, you know. I couldn't, I couldn't fly. And um, 
for those of you who've been in that experience, you probably can relate that it's that was a it was a deeply frustrating kind of um, anxiety-provoking kind of way of living. I was sort of stuck in this in this tension, and, and I couldn't I couldn't do anything about it. Anyway, around that time in my life, I I attended this weekend retreat, first time I've ever been to a retreat. Uh, and um, the story of me getting to this retreat was a miracle in itself, but I won't go there. Anyway, so I, I, I landed um, at, at this retreat, and on the Saturday night, they had this session on the Holy Spirit, right? And uh, towards the end of the session, the three leaders, they came around to each person, and they, uh, they started praying, you know, for, for the Holy Spirit. And, and um, this was all quite new to me, right? So I was a bit kind of apprehensive. I'm like, who are these weirdos, you know? Like, <laughs> I, I didn't, you know, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what to do. Uh, so, but I remember I just had this prompting within myself just to surrender, right? So I was just praying there and, and I was just surrendering to God. I was saying, God, I just give it, you know, give, give everything, give myself to you. I give this moment to you. And, uh, and then they, it, was, it was my turn. They, they came around to me and they, they laid hands on me and um, they started to pray in this funny Holy Spirit language, you know, tongues. You may have heard people praying in tongues. And um, what, what then happened, what I then experienced is, is very difficult for me to put into words, but uh, to, to put it simply, as I was being prayed with, uh, I had this deep, and very tangible experience of a warm presence coming over me, coming, coming into me. And, and, and it was a presence that felt like love, but it was a love that I'd never experienced before. And in that moment, it, it occurred to me that I was completely known hard to explain, but known in a way that I'd never felt known before, like I was totally seen and absolutely accepted, acceptable. That, that was, the, that was the, the, the strongest kind of feeling I had at the moment, that you, I totally know you and what I see, I love. It's good. You're acceptable. It was like in that moment, uh, a light switched on within me. And suddenly, you know, those deep concerns that I had about myself were, were relieved. I, I experienced a, a new lightness, a new freedom, a, a new hope. It, it seemed like something changed in me at a cellular kind of level, right? It was profound in the most profound kind of way. <laughs> now, I didn't really understand what was going on in me at the time, right? But now, but now you know, I've learned a little bit more about the spiritual life. I realise that what happened to me in that moment was not unique. That is what the presence of Christ does when we allow the Spirit into our lives. And that's what St Paul is talking about today. He says, If the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, then he who raised Jesus from the dead will give life, his life, to your mortal bodies through his spirit living in you. And then he goes on and he says, this spirit that you received, that we've received if we've been baptised, is not the spirit of slaves bringing fear into your lives again. It is the spirit of sons and it makes you cry out, makes your soul, makes something deep within you cry out to God, Abba, Father. 
So St. Paul is saying that when we receive the Spirit of God, the first thing that happens is that we receive the life of Christ, that our life and, and, and the life of Christ become one. And because of that, we share in the same relationship with the Father that Christ has. Through Christ, we, we, we are brought into this deep, profound level of communion with the Father. Um, the Spirit, St Paul says, opens up this channel uh, between us and heaven. And, and it's through that, that connection with God that we discover our true dignity and our value. It's in that connection that our self-image is healed. It's there that we find the permission to, to really step into all the love and all the gifts and all the power that God has bestowed upon us and, and wants us to walk in. But for one reason or another, we can't access it or we can't walk in it. We can't accept it. The Spirit of God enables us to, to step into it and receive it and allow it. That's exactly what happened with the disciples at Pentecost, right? The Spirit released them to live in their full authority as sons and daughters of God. Now, after that experience uh, of my life, uh, I wasn't fully sorted out, right? And I'm still not fully sorted out. Uh, but I can see now how that encounter with the Holy Spirit, what it did is it, it connected me with that true centre I was talking about last week, right? That deep place within me where the light and the love and the power of God dwells. And, and, and that connection with my true self, that, that moment with the Spirit quite clearly has made the critical difference in my life ever since. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that that moment I had in that retreat that night is the reason I'm standing here today. Who knows how many businesses or hotels or whatever I would have owned by now if I, <laughs> if I didn't have that moment. I certainly don't think I would carry the joy and the life that I have today without that moment. So the Holy Spirit impacts us in intensely personal ways. But as we see with the disciples today, that personal impact will always flow out and change the world around us. It changes the way that we live together. Did you notice that after they received the Spirit, the first thing that happened is that they started speaking different languages? That would be a great gift, wouldn't it? Oh, I should, we should pray for that. Oh, I should pray for that gift. I love that. Through his Spirit... God was embracing and uniting the whole world. It's a beautiful image, huh? Them speaking all these languages. They receive the one spirit, they speak languages. And it's this beautiful image of God just embracing, uniting the whole world. You see, what we learn from Pentecost is that all of our diversity, you know, our, our differences in culture and personality and our gifting, all the differences, as, as good as they are, as important as all of our differences are, they all flow from the one spirit. All of our differences are all part of the one life. See, the spirit helps us to realise that we are fundamentally connected. Our life is, is not our own. We are part of a bigger whole, a bigger story. 
a bigger purpose. That's what the Holy Spirit helps us to recognise. We're not separate. We're, we're, we're connected and fundamentally one. St. Paul uh, says it like this in Corinthians. He says, uh, we are all part of one body, right? Christ is the head and we are all the parts. And all the parts have an important part to play. And no part is more important, more special, more valuable than the other. He gives the example. He says, like, would the foot ever say to the body, oh, I don't belong to your body because I'm not a hand? Of course not. Because the foot is important. I like my feet. I'm sure you do too. <laughs> you see, here's the thing. Here's the, oh, just the life-changing, profound uh, awareness that the Spirit brings us. That comparison and competition make no sense when we realise that we are all part of the one life. We're, we're all needed to make up the whole and no part is more important than the other. So that means that we can stop trying to be like others or we can stop trying to be who we think others want us to be. This is, I'm pretty sure, one of the deepest human freedoms that we can experience. When, when the Spirit liberates us to play our part, not, not Leo's part or, 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 or Gemma's part or anyone else's part, um, my part, according to the gifting and the passion and the opportunities God has given me, when we're free to play our part, that is how we come fully alive. That is how we live our, 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 our fullest, most um, beautiful lives. That's how we have the, our greatest impact on the world around us. So the Spirit uh, impacts us in profoundly personal ways and that always flows out to the way that we, we see one another and live together. It always impacts the world around us. I, I, hope, I hope by this point that you, you, you are hungry for this gift of God that we're about to open our, our hearts to as a community of faith. We, 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 of course, we can pray for the Holy Spirit every day and we should. That, that's a very important uh, prayer for us, right? But... Today especially, as we celebrate Pentecost, we should expect that, that God will move in a sovereign way in our lives, in a particular way, in a deep way, that this could be one of those you know, moments for us. This will be one of those moments if we're open, those kind of before and after moments you know, where the, the trajectory of our life is slightly altered. So as a way of, of helping us to, to open up to this gift, I, I want to leave you uh, today with a, a bit of inspiration from children. My, um, especially when my nieces and nephews were younger, they, um, they loved to play hide and seek. You know, you know the, the, the version of the game where when you find them, you've got to run them and, and chase them and catch them, you know. And um, I realised after playing with them for a while that the reason why they love to hide is because they loved even more to be found. Right? Sometimes uh, if I took a while to find them, you know, I'd just pretend I can't see them, you know. And, and what do they do? They start making noises, you know. Because <laughs> they want to be found, you know. Or, you know, I'm chasing them. And like in two seconds I'll just stop, I'll surrender. Because they want to be caught, right? I'm pretty sure this is one of the reasons why Jesus says you've got to be like a child to enter the kingdom. Because child, children allow themselves 
to, to be found, to be caught. They don't have these big egos, you know. It's like, oh, I'm doing it myself. I'm good enough and, I'm, you know, I don't deserve it and all that kind of stuff. They just allow themselves to be caught, to be found. See, if we, if we, if we zoom out and we look at the, the basic story of the Bible, what it looks like is a long story of hide and seek, right? What happens at the beginning? Adam and Eve, they, they kind of, you know, they have that moment where they distrust God. And what do they do? They, they hide. They hide from God. And then they, 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 they leave the garden. And as the story uh, develops, what we notice is that God's people are constantly running. They're, they're constantly hiding from God. They're, they're hiding because of their, their, their guilt and, and their, um, their pride and their lack of trust. God, of course, keeps chasing, right? That's the other part of the story. God's constantly chasing. He's constantly pursuing relationship with his people. But it was only when it seemed like, it was only when people were really suffering, when they, were, they had no other option that they would stop. They allowed themselves to be caught. But then when things sort of, sort of you know, improved, what would happen? They start running again, right? They start hiding again. That's kind of basically the story of the Old Testament, right? <laughs> there were some people, though, who did stop, who did allow themselves to be caught, who did come out of hiding, and we generally call those people saints, right? Now, uh, saints are not saints because they were born perfect, but because they believed in the love of God and they believed in the power of the cross, which means that we don't have to hide anymore. We don't have to run anymore if we, if we don't want to. Saints were saints because they had the faith and the humility to, to stop hiding and put up their hand and say, God, yes, here I am. I need you. Come into my life. That's why they were saints. They did that not just Pentecost Sunday, but every day. (laughs) Jesus today in the gospel, he says to his disciples that when when you do that, when you allow yourself to be found, when we stop trying to be the God of our own lives and, and, and trust in him instead, and Jesus says to us today, he says, then the Father and I will make our home in you. We won't just catch you. We'll make our home in you. Right? So, so no longer do you need to look out there for God's presence, which is a bit more of an Old Testament understanding. You know, God was sort of present among his people. No, now, now you will find love and strength and wisdom and guidance and peace within you. So today my invitation is simply to allow God to find you, to, to catch you. To, to make his home in you. Nothing disqualifies you from this gift. That's something really important to know. Nothing will disqualify you from the gift. So long as you, as best you can, surrender yourself, surrender your whole life to God. Think of the prodigal son, right? He comes, he was filthy, right? Filthy. Filthy in uh, physically. He was filthy at the level of his soul. But he had the humility and the courage to, to come back to the Father. And what does the Father do? He embraces him, doesn't he? He embraces him. And, and in that embrace, he restores his inheritance. He restores him to life. See the power of humility? 
So we're going to have a moment now, and we might use the prodigal son as our inspiration. Um, just a moment to pray, and I, I want to encourage you just now to, to make your own act of surrender to God. Give to God those things that you are, that you're attached to. That you know those those things that you you're conscious that you put your trust in, that you put your hope in. Give to God your frustrations, your depression, your anxieties, your guilt, your doubts, your dreams. Just, just, just I invite you just to give it all to God. Just, just trust that to Him. Sort of empty yourself of all that stuff. If you feel comfortable, I invite you just for a moment just to close your eyes and just invite the presence of Christ the power of the Spirit to come into your heart, to come into your mind. And if you do want to be found by God, if you do want Christ and the Father to make their home in you. I just want to encourage you to make one more step now with your eyes closed that no one can see. Just to raise one hand, just as a way of saying, yes, here I am, God, I surrender. I'm, I'm here. I want to be found. Let's just invite you to, to raise your hand. I want you to find me. I want to, I want to stop running. I want to stop controlling. I don't want doubt to, to have control over me any longer. So, Father, you see these hands that are raised here and at home. And I pray, Lord, now that you would uh, respond by pouring out your divine life upon us all. That we would know deep in our being uh, that that you know us and that we are deeply acceptable to you and loved and treasured. Just pray that the power of your spirit, uh, Lord, today would bring about a a healing of our our self-image, would restore those depleted parts of us, would, would answer, would bring an answer or at least relief to those doubts or those questions those cries of our heart. I just pray, Lord, that your spirit would liberate us today and help us to step into that potential, that life that you have given us and you constantly offer us. We receive now, we receive your gift, Lord. We say yes to it. We thank you for being a God who's constantly pursuing us, who never gives up. We just stand under your faithful promise now. Just as a way of kind of savouring this moment, I'm just going to, I'm going to play a song now. And you might stand and, and, and just um, use this song as a cry, as a way of continuing to, to welcome God's presence into your life.
So Jesus, we thank you that you desire, you desire to be with us and in us. You desire to make your home in us. Just pray that you'd help us today and always to allow your desire to, to come to pass, that we would accept that you are, you see it, you have that love for us, that you um, we would just allow you to care for us in that way even if we don't feel worthy of it, that we would um, honour that desire and, and allow you to have your way in us. We pray, Lord, this grace, not just for today, but, but each and every day, that we'd have this, this deepening awareness of your desire and, and, and your presence in our life. We ask all this through Christ our Lord. Hello, Father Dan here. If this homily has been helpful, there are a few things I'd love for you to do. Firstly, subscribe to this podcast or share this episode with someone who might find it helpful. 
and consider also helping us to expand our mission and reach out to more people by donating at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash donate or you can click on the link in the podcast description. Thanks so much for joining us and have a blessed week.